Hey guys, welcome back to another video. Today's topic is going to be doing good versus feeling good. And this comes out of a live stream that I did with Alex Falcone from The Proper Person, where we were discussing this topic about doing what makes you feel, feel good in the moment, but as opposed to actually doing things that help your situation. But before I jump into that, I'm Dwayne, and if you want to learn how to get your life back, break the cycles of abuse, strengthen the relationship with yourself and your kids, start right now by hitting the subscribe button, ring the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. And if you would mind, would not mind, jump on over to dadsurvivingdivorce.com and sign up for the newsletter so that you get notified whenever I do these special events like what I did with Alex the other day so that you know when I'm live and you know what's going on. Okay, so I'm going to jump into this talking more about it from the emotional side and the pitfalls that you get into whenever you're dealing with a narcissistic toxic ex, you're in a high conflict divorce, you're, things are spiraling out of control and you're really trying to figure out the direction to go and what decisions to make and how to approach this entire process. I think one of the biggest problems with this is that we get into this mode to where we just want to get even. We want to make the other person feel pain, make them understand the, the, the damage that they've done, what they've caused, and to fundamentally just, like I said, get even with them. You know, make them not be the only one who is calling the shots or, or having things uh, happen to the other person. I think most of us get into this situation where we feel like we're jumping through flaming hoops all the time. We're being, rocks are being thrown at us and we're trying to dodge, dodge that, take cover, jump through the flaming hoops, you know, and, and just, you're in this like, this fight or flight mode constantly. And then you look over at the X and they're calm, cool, collected. Everyone is believing them, the, the smears that they're saying, the, what they're throwing out there, everyone's gobbling up like it's. You know, it's just the, the best story ever. And, and you're sitting there struggling with what's going on. And, and this gets really tough because then whenever you're looking at what is the best course of action for you, what is the best decision that you can make for the long term as opposed to what would make you feel good in the immediate? Oftentimes what happens with this is we lash out. We take that bait. We, we take every opportunity to try to knock them down, to try to make them, make them have to jump through some flaming hoops, make, make the spotlight shine upon them so that people go, wait a minute, what's going on here? This, you know, there's something wrong with that person. The problem is, is that when we get caught up in that mode and we're focusing on the immediate. We're focusing on, you know, the tactical response in that, in that immediate mode. You lose sight of, or you're not even thinking about the long-term effects of anything that you do. You're thinking of, how do I deflect what's happening right now and, and pivot the game? The problem is, is whenever you do that, you're, you're effectively playing checkers instead of playing chess. You're not playing a strategic game. You're playing a game just on the immediate as what's going on. Now, I get sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes it's really important to respond and, and deal with things in real time. The problem with that is that you can get yourself in a situation to where 
you're not looking at the bigger picture and the long-term effects of what that decision, what that action can really do. What I've seen often on this channel, and which is really unfortunate, is someone will lash out in the moment just to try to, to even the playing field, and they make a critical mistake that costs them dearly. I've seen this with both men and women on this channel who have said the wrong thing, either via email, either in person, over the phone, in text, where they say something that causes the other person to be able to use that communication against them. And typically what happens is, is it, it boils down to typically a, a threat or a perceived threat or even a comparison of, you know, well, good thing I'm not this because this might happen. And you're trying to, you're trying to deal with the situation in that immediate mode to get them to recognize what they're doing. Most of the time, it's, it's one of two things. Most of the time, I think it's done in a way to where you're trying to make a point about this whole process being stupid. Or the other part of it is you're just so angry that you say something in the heat of the moment, you take the bait, you fall for the trap, and then they play, you know, they play the nuclear card or their silver bullet or whatever, however you want to describe it. And ultimately what happens is they use domestic violence type uh, worries or concerns or your, or your violence potential. And they are able to paint a picture that you're a scary person. And they are then able to use that to uh, affect custody, affect visitation, and pretty much torpedo a lot of the things that you're trying to do. It is critically important. Let me state that again. It is critically important that you focus on the long-term goal of what you're trying to accomplish as opposed to that immediate feel-good reaction that makes you feel, you know, makes you feel like you get a release now. You really want to be playing the long game or chess. You want to be playing, and I, I hate to say playing because, I mean, this, this, this unfortunately is kind of a game. Uh, it doesn't, it shouldn't be because it's so damn critical and it affects you. It affects your children. It affects your future. It affects a whole laundry list of things. So it's, it's not a game. It's incredibly serious. Whenever you get caught up in that, you can lose sight of that. You can, and, and I, I, I made my own, my own mistakes. I said the wrong things at wrong time. I approach things the wrong way. It's really tough to be able in the, you know, in the immediate situation, for lack of a better word, the, when you're in the middle of the active garbage going on, to take a breath, to calm yourself down, and to ultimately ask yourself, how will this choice that I'm making today affect next year? 
or the next five years, instead of thinking about how is this choice going to affect tomorrow or today? There are times where I've said things just to get back at the ex, just to make myself feel good in the moment that have co- not cost me as dearly as what I was talking about, but they still cost me. They still, that there still was a cost to that. One of the examples that I've utilized or used before uh, on video was that one Christmas where I made the mistake of telling the ex, and this is partly because she wasn't leaving the state for that particular trip. And and she's like, you know, would you like to see the kids for a few hours over Christmas break? Because it's such a long time. And this was right around the time that the therapist was telling me about how bad things were over at, uh, at mom's and how, how tough the kids had it. And I remember having that conversation with the therapist thing. Are you going to write it down? Well, no. Well, I mean, you're telling me stuff I already know. I mean, I ain't going to change anything. I'm not going to, you know, I mean, I can't do anything. It's not like I can call her and get her to become a better parent. And the mistake I made during an interaction, I, an altercation or an interaction that I had with her, and there was a bunch of other things going on, is I took my finger and I crammed it right in her eye and basically said, well, I don't want to, I don't want the kids to, to come over to my place after talking with the therapist. Your place is so bad. And if they came to my place for just a, a few hours, you know, they would, it would make it harder for them to have to go back to your horrible place. I literally, <laughs> I literally said that. Not my shining moment. This was pre-DSD. I would not recommend anyone do it. And I paid a cost. And actually, it wasn't so much me. It was the kids. Because whenever that holiday came around and they spent all that time with their mother, and when they came back, all of them were adamant. Daddy, there is no difference. It's exactly the same. There is no difference between your house and your environment, mommy's house. And that was the worst Groundhog Day experience that I've had throughout this entire divorce process. And I felt horrible because I knew that I had made a colossal mistake. I knew that a lot of the gains that I had made had been erased. And I had to start over. I had to back up, pick up the pieces, and, and undo the mistake that I had made and start, and start back up. And it was tough. And it, and it felt very demoralizing to me. Obviously, the kids, I mean, it, it, it set them back because it changed, you know, the narrative that I had been building between us and them and what was going on with their mom and just focusing on making things as good as possible with me. It, it, it devolved. It was really bad. I got sucked into the trap of lashing out and taking the bait of trying to get even, trying to make her feel some of the pain and it didn't help my long-term plan. That decision, I had not thought about what the effect was going to be long-term. I mean, it wasn't even next year. It was more of, you know, within the next few months. I was just caught up in being so angry and so frustrated and so sick of it, just sick of the crap, that when I had that opportunity 
to do something that made me feel okay in the moment, I took it and everyone paid the consequence. Thank God she didn't play the card to where that she was scared of me or, or, you know, needed a restraining order. Fortunately, in my situation, the ex never did that. I think partly is because in my particular career, uh, that would be a career ender and she needed me working. She needed me, uh, you know, paying the bills, so to speak. So I think that was a, a benefit in my situation. But a lot of you have to understand that if that's not the case, if they don't need something from you, then destroying you and getting you to take the bait to where you do something to make yourself feel good for the moment, they can use that against you to make you pay. And I can look at back at my story on a bunch of different areas where I fell for that trap. I did something to make myself feel good in the moment, to, to lash back out, to get her to, to feel some of the pain, and the blowback was always bad. And I look back at it now, and I can see that had I made different choices, if I would have looked at it and said, huh, you know what? How does this get me to where I ultimately want to go? How does this help my, my three-year to five-year plan, my ten, you know, to my 10-year plan? And it didn't. And unfortunately, I didn't have a mentor like what I'm talking to you guys about right now to, to say, Dwayne, you really don't want to do that, and this is why. You want to look at how is that decision, how is that lashing out that you want to do right now going to affect you in 10 years. And a lot of those decisions I made have complicated things significantly to where I am now. And I don't want you to fall into that same, same trap. And it's, it's pivoting your focus to look at the long-term effect of your decisions. And that can be incredibly tough because to be perfectly honest, when you're in the middle of this and you're thinking about long-term, you, all you see is more pain and, and suffering. And it's hard to see that there's the light at the end of the tunnel, the, the, the positive effects or the positive direction your life is more than likely going to take, as long as you don't make colossal mistakes, to, to be better positioned. And, and to be perfectly honest... Had I made all kinds of different decisions that, that were more strategic and long-term, I would have been much better off today. I'd be better off financially. I'm doing pretty good emotionally. But I, would, I think I, where I am emotionally today, I probably would have been able to get to this point maybe three to four years ago. And, and you know, then I would have had this, this last three to four years building upon that and even be far, uh, farther along than I am today. If you are struggling with this and you think you could use some help, you can schedule a coaching call with me over at dadsurvivingdivorce.com slash coaching, and uh, we can work on the specifics of your issue. Bottom line, the key on this is, is pivoting your focus, like I just mentioned, to the long term. It's really tough whenever you're struggling with all the pain you're dealing with and you feel like there isn't a future. And that was partly my problem is I, I would look at the situation and I wouldn't, I, all I would see is all of this pain and bitterness that I was still dealing with as opposed to seeing, okay, you know what, if I make the right decisions, I can 
undo the parental alienation. And I ultimately was able to do that. You guys know that. Uh, I can make the decisions to where I build my relationship with my kids. So that's rock solid. And, and, you know, she wouldn't be able to do that. And your ex wouldn't be able to do that. I also would have been able to make decisions, better financial decisions that would have positioned me better today, which would have given me a huge amount of flexibility in my life. I mean, I'm doing okay, but I'm still struggling with things. And a lot of that's based off those decisions I made in the moment to make me feel a little bit better, to lash out at her, to prove to her that I'm not, you know, doing that her shenanigans aren't affecting me, which they were. And I wanted to, I wanted to show that, uh, I could still do things and my life wasn't being affected. And it was all of the wrong focus, right? It was to, to, to make me feel good in the moment, to lash out at her, and it negatively hurt me for the long term. And now I'm having to pay the cost and I'm having to work out to do that. So on that, hopefully you can think about that and hopefully make decisions that help you strategically instead of tactically for the moment. On that, I will catch you on the next video and I hope you're doing okay.